All right. So what we're we're been dealing with, you recall, until now, is the zimun, whether one person has to uh, call them, whether they just do it together, and all those kinds of things. And now we're going to deal with the sort of the minimums, the maximums. What happens if you have, you know, three people sitting here and three people sitting there? Should they come together? Should they be separate? What happens if they said the zimun? What happens if they didn't say the zimun? You know, all the things that you worry about every day. But remember, when you're dealing with the legal concepts, you want to get responses to all kinds of things that happen. And, and not unusual. You're sitting, you know, I'm sitting at a rabbinic meeting or a regular meeting, etc. And someone says, have you benched yet? You want to be part of the zimun? Okay, or three sitting here and three, you want to join together? Not, not unusual. It does happen in a very real sense. Um, you know, you sit at parties and, and you know everybody does mozi, but very few uh, the dinner becomes on. Do you want to bench together? Do you want to do the whole table, or just because we can't hear it anyhow? You know, etc. Or you want to you know, leave and the, the group, even if they are going to bench earlier, do. You, so these things, they, they do happen. It's not un unrealistic in terms of the concept of Zimun in Birkat Amazon. Clearly, Birkat Amazon, we've said, is a midaraita. You have to say it. But the Zimun is what they're really concerned about in terms of the invitation to do Birkat Amazon in that. Okay? So that's that's what we're going to deal with next. Somebody want to do it? I'll read. Okay. So it's Okay, so remember that when you get to three, you can say Nevarech. When you get to ten, we've said Yunrech Alokeinu. So, three Shachlukiachat, eating together, okay, as a group, they already can't break apart. Why? Because you can't do a Zimun without them. And so if three are eating together, they have to stay together. So you can say, Nevarech, Rabbatai Nevarech. Chein Arba, Chein Chamisha, four and five. Because if you break off at four, then one can't be included, etc. Now, once you get to six, then you can have two parties of three. Once you get to ten, you have another party. They obviously can't, don't break apart. And from ten to twenty... You don't break apart. Once you get to 20, you can break apart again. Okay, so the bottom is the, the minimum doesn't become the maximum, but the minimum is essential. And once you have a minimum, you don't break it apart. You don't tear it asunder to, so that you can't do zimun. Because we've learned that zimun is something that you should do. And therefore, under these conditions, anywhere from 3 to 10, once you have 3... And then you get six, then you get nine, you can break into three parties. Once you get ten, you don't break apart. Once you get thirteen, it really doesn't matter because you're already doing the ten part. Right? So, that's the issue. So, not unusual in that sense. Go ahead. Okay, so now, you're eating, you're, you're at a dinner party. Okay? At somebody's house. And there's two groups eating together, okay? One, as I said, sitting on this side. There's three people sitting on this side. And there's another one sitting over here. Okay? Or there's one sitting up here and one sitting way down there. Okay? Who can be included? Does this happen again? Yes. You're, again, you're at a community dinner. And can you include the person sitting, hey, you want a bench with us? Or do they have to be in pr close proximity? That's the next question. Okay, so as long as they are in eye contact. Right? Now, eye contact doesn't mean, you know, way down there, but because you, you have to be able to hear the person. Right, so in other words, as long as they, they have a relationship with the, if we're a group, if a group is sitting here, and a group is sitting over there, you know, let's say there's five on this side and five on that side, and in between there's another table. Can they bench together in order to do the zimun with elokeinu? The answer is bismansher or even elu with as long as they can participate together. I would say it. Fine. If they can't, and there's all this kind of noise and people moving back and forth, and what do you say? 
They can't. So it's got to be a sense of, again, not only proximity, I would say seeing, but also in terms of inv involvement one with the other. Once you have that, then you can create a, a, a larger chavura. Yeah. What about when there's a big group like a congregation and everybody's—it's a big room and every—they're still. So uh, let's take our Shabbos morning. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm talking about there's like a big dinner and even more people and more tables and everybody's sitting at different tables. So th th your choice is we again. There are what we do. I'm, we'll take just just Shabbos, okay? Because there are tables there, okay? So let let's say you know what what we do and when there's ever bread the bread we call everybody together do Brikatamazon together, okay? So and I know that while some people are walking around talking, that there is a table over there who's participating, and a table over here who's participating, and a table over there who's participating, etc. Roim elu et elu. We see one another. Because we're, we're together, because of that microphone, in one particular zimun. Okay? Now, let's say there's a community... Now, that, let's say that at that same time, somebody says, you know, it's getting late, we've got to run, and they're sitting around the table, and they said, look, we've got to be out of here before they do Amazon. can we bench together? At that point, they would just bench together as a table because they're not going to bench with that other group over there because they're not going to be heard and they're not going to be seen. So when you go to community dinners, as such, as I say, in almost in most of the community dinners we attend, everybody does mozi. That's because you know, okay, invocation and mozi. I'm an expert at that already for, for 40 years of that, you know, etc. Went to that's what I went to school for. Um, and I don't do invocations. I do dvar Torah. I'm sorry, I don't, Jews don't do invocations. Um, so. And I don't say grace, so <laughs> so so we do it. But how many of them then do Brikatamazon? Unless it's a traditional crowd, or it's a celebratory, you know, bar mitzvah or wedding with with sheva brachot. You know, community dinners in most cases don't, unless it's run by you know a religious organization, the Schechter and to the right as such. But if you look at JUF dinners and all those and JNF etc. You don't do, they don't do Brikatamazon. So, but people are on their own. So around the table, if I'm sitting with somebody, I'll say, did, did you have bread? Can we bench together? If not, I still have the chiyuv, I still have the obligation of saying Brikatamazon, which I do. But if you can enhance it with zimun, but it's no way I'm going to then say... But, I, but I've had occasions where you, you, know, you're, it's, you know, it's noisy and you're leaning across the table. Hey, did you bench yet? And you can do it as Zimun. And that's really the kind of thing. So you could, at, at our, even at our Shabbat uh, experience, say the table says, uh, you know, our study group is here. We've got to leave early, but we'll bench together on our own. The books are out there. Okay? What? Okay. <laughs> or you wait to everybody else. Or you don't pay attention. You know, all, all the above works. Everybody's pays attention. I uh, know I can tell you exactly who doesn't, but we won't go there. <laughs> I know exactly who pays attention, who doesn't pay attention, and the reckoning will come. But that's a different story. I'm not sweating. I didn't say you. I didn't focus on anybody in this room. The eyes were looking straight there. Rabbi, can you yoti someone in benching just to digress even further? Well, you do. No, you have to do it on your own. Uh, it sounds uh, no. like you could say, "Oh, I've often wondered that." Yeah, no, in I, a they, right in a communal setting. So again, let let's say in, in a communal setting that I, I'm in the midst of eating and people around the table have already finished. Okay, and, and then somebody says, "No, not Yotze." They said, "We be part of the Zimun," and I said, "Yeah, but I'm not finished eating." So what I do at that point is I say Nevarech Elokeinu, etc. You say the first paragraph out loud. You say the first paragraph. I say amen and I can go back to eating. But I then still have to do Brikatamazon. Okay, so it's not good enough for you to have said Brikatamazons to make me don't say as such. Thank you. Okay? To fulfill my obligation. I still have that responsibility. The Zimun I could have fulfilled through you because you've allowed me to be part of it. But Brikatamazon I can't. That's already me to write huh? Yoitse, right? It's the crowd he moves with, you know? <laughs> I get it. Yoitse means you have filled your obligation. All right, so under those ki kind of things, um, 
But let's go further and we'll come back to the Yunim. And, 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 okay. Alright, so you have to understand how they drank wine in those days. Okay? They, yeah, they had a concentrate. It was a concentrate. In fact, if you look at, at Sahim and the Mishnah, which talks about the four cups of wine, it says Mazgulo, Kosrishon Sheni. Mazgu means to mix. They used to get a concentrate of, of wine, of grape as such, and then pour w- water in it. Once, if it was just a concentrate, as we'll see before, there's a question of what it is, but it's not real wine. You can't drink it. Okay? By pouring the water in and mixing it, you now create wine. Okay? So, what's this got to do with Birkat Amazon? What's this doing here? Well, we learned before that you, if you can, you say Birkat Amazon Alayayim. Okay, you try to do it over wine. And in their case, so that's the way it was kind of put in here. So there's a disagreement here between Rabbi Eliezer and Chachamim of whether Rabbi Eliezer basically says only if there's water in there does it really become wine and you say the blessing. And the Chachamim who say, no, that's concentrate. If you're going to drink it, you're crazy enough to drink it. Remember those of us old enough, remember the Assis in Israel? The concentrates you put in and then you mix water in, right? It's the same thing. It was a cease brand. It was a concentrate of. Sugar. I haven't seen it like that. Sugar. Sugar. Yeah, they, yeah. It was syrup. Of whatever it was. A syrup. Exactly. It was a syrup. Yeah, it was fruit flavor and everything. It was a syrup and then you pour the water in to mix it. Right? That would be the equivalent. Okay, the other the wine of those days was the concentrate at the bottom of the, of the thing. Okay, now let's go to the Gemara and we'll come back for the rest. What's this teaching to us? What, what's the big What's the big chiddush here as such? What is it teaching us? Tanena, we learned one time already. We've learned this already. What did we learn? Go ahead. We already learned that three who are together have to do zimun. What's the big deal? What's what's to say? We know that. It wasn't a great Kiddush in that sense. So clearly, the Gemara has to now says it has to teach us something that we didn't know. What didn't we know? So, Hakamashmalan, this is to teach us, in the same way that Rabbi Abba Marshmuel said, three of them who sit down, when you sit down, you already have, together, you already have the responsibility of being with that group for Birkat Amazon. Okay? You know, Lechatkhila. Okay, a priori. You formed a group of free people eating. From that moment, according to Rabbi Abba and Shmuel, you have to already part of that group. You have to then continue to, to sit there to say Birkat Amazon. Again, Birkat Amazon, yes. Zimun is the issue. So you can't say, um, listen guys, i got to run. Do it on your own. According to them, you've got to sit there until they're ready to say Zimun as such. That's what it's to teach us, not just you can't break three apart, but you can't break apart three from the very beginning if you're eating together as a chavura. And another way of saying it, Alright, so what is Kolachan okay? So what does it say? Another way of understanding this is Hachitan. We learned this. Three of them who sit together, even though each person, Ochel mi Kikaro, you're at your you bring your lunches. You're not eating together the same meal, but you're having your brown bagging it. You're each bringing Kikaro, his bread. You're bringing your own sandwich. Is that considered now a meal together? Or is it you're eating your own stuff? It's not like <coughs> Circle of life is catering the place. Okay, <laughs> tell him you got a mention of the Talmud. Club. <laughs> Could be. Um, if I hear something from him, then I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> All right, the wall's not good. So it's not like we're having the same menu. You got a sandwich. I got a sandwich. You went here, etc. The kamashmal. It's an ain Even that is considered a chabura. 
even that is considered to be a group of people eating together, and therefore the same thing applies. Ain Rashain Lechalek. They're not they cannot break apart, they're already a group. Okay, so Eve also Kihada Rav Huna with Rav Huna taught Shlosha Shabau Mishlosh Chavurot. So they sat down to eat, okay, and then there's three of them, three of them, and three of them, and one of each of them says, you know, I got to run. Those three can create. Okay? Shlosha Shabau Mishalosh Chavurot Ein Rishayim Lechalek They come together as three They can't break apart No, what we're trying to say is You have a responsibility of doing Zimun If it's at all possible And you don't run away from it, That responsibility It was considered important enough to be able to do We'll, we'll, come, um, we'll come back to this And look at it once we finish this little section Alright, that, that, that is that's the case that there are three groups of three three groups of three and, a, and one comes from each of the groups we'll see what that means in a minute from Rashi Okay, so let's do the words here. You got them all, right? You read them nicely, but below uh, Amran, below Omrim, we don't say Ella below Akdimu, lehakdim to be for to who have already done it, literally. Okay, like Dimu Hanak this the Azmun, and they said Zimun Alaihu. On it, bid duchte. Duchte is place. In other words, it's it, you're, you've got three groups of three, and now this third group is going to come. This other group is going to come with one of each, only if they had not zan zimun in their particular place. Aval azmun alayhu biduchte, but they were part of another group where zimun took place in that moment, in that place. Prach zimun. Parach means flew away, literally. They don't. They don't have to be yotze to use your term. Okay, they are already done. The responsibility of doing zimun parach is very often used. It flies away in the in the air. They don't have the responsibility of doing zimun. In other words, is it a priori or ex post facto? If they've already been part of a group, they don't have a responsibility to do another group. But are they allowed to join another group? The answer is they can join, but not three of them. You must have two plus one. Okay, so for instance, if you come to Minyan in the evening, okay, and I've already, it happens I've already davened, and, and they say, ah, do you want to be part of the Minyan? Well, I've already said Mincha, or whatever the case may be. As long as there's six who haven't davened, you can be part of the Minyan. Okay, you don't have to daven again, but you can be counted. Okay, <coughs> same thing here. If you said it already, you don't hear it is, you don't, you're not, you don't have to be part of another Zimun. If you're part of it in one spot, you're not part of it in another spot. Okay, so let's stop here for me because the next next issue is is really sort of off topic and and, and a little more critical, uh, more uh, complex. So let's go back to the previous page at least of this and look at, at at the Gemara in the Rashi first, where it says Shabau. Okay, it's right after the words Gemara Shabau. Got it? You want to try it? Yeah, you forget that one and then Shabau the next one. All right, are you going to read Good. Good, okay, so, very good. So three groups of three people in each group. The Zimun, and therefore they are responsible to say the Zimun, right? Rabbi Tainavariah. Okay, and what happens? One of them got up from each of the groups and created another group. Chayavin. Chayavin. 
Okay, they now must do zimun and can't separate because they've come together and established themselves as another group. And even if they had not eaten together when they joined together, because they've eaten in another spot. Gamru. Harishonim, because they've already finished their meal. Okay, very good. Very good. Good work. And what that means, two, two, and two. Right. It means that presumably they were part of it. It, it, it means that it may mean the other groups may have to get together. Right. That's what okay, it really okay. means. Okay, you're right, right. because it leaves two. Again, this is an explanation. We'll see if it's a halacha yet. Right. Okay, we'll see whether, whether, whether it's halacha yet. Um, so, let's look down and see about the halacha. Um, Alright, so the unim basically follows that. Let's look at the halacha halachash. And the second column says Shlosha Shiyashvu Le'achol. So is that where Aksamud comes from? Sorry? Is that where Aksamud comes from? From, that from which one? Akdimu. Akdimu? No, Akdimu meaning it's not the same. It's not the same. Okay. Shlosha Shiyashvu Le'achol. Shlosha Shiyashvu Le'achol. Af shikol echad ochel mikikahol. Asun ayam yichalim. Three of them are eating. You've round bagged it, right? You're not really eating the same lunch. You can't break apart. Okay, and I- even if they begin to eat and they haven't eaten the requirement, they got to sit together. They got, they're, they're part of the same group. Sit together to eat or sit together to eat? Sit Ah, okay, so three. Now, what we've learned, okay, three, if there were three different groups, in each case, there were three times three, they can't break apart. Ulam. However, if they're included in the Zimun, even though they haven't done it, but even even if they are included, even though they haven't done it before, they cannot do the Birkat Amazon, the Zimun, we'll finish it off and then we'll talk about it. Okay, the chain, and also to the Chavurot Harishonot, the first groups, that means four left, in other words, two, six, right? Let's say there were three and three. Two of them left to join someplace else. Arbaha v'hani sharim zimnu lifnei shenitzdarfa chavurazo. They did zimun before this group. The other guys left. Paracha mayhem. They don't have to. The other ones are not responsible, etc. What this basically says is in the realm of you're sitting three times three here. You can't break apart. But if because then what happens? One of them is left to two. So what happens if you know there's one from each of them and said, you know, I gotta run, I gotta run. Alright, so why don't we join together? The, right? so the question is, have they done Birkatamazon and the Zimun with them already or not? If they've done the Zimun with them together, Arach Zimun. They've finished their obligation. If they haven't, according to this the text of the Talmud, they could join together and you have a problem with the others. Okay, so either they would have to join together or paraximun mayhem. They're, they don't have the responsibility. That's what the Talmud seems to be saying. Okay, it's because it all is based on when you get a group together, when, can you break apart, when can you break apart, and what are the numbers of breaking apart. Okay? So we're sitting in this room. Okay, you guys are sitting there as six of you. And... There's another five over here. Okay? And three of you say, you know, we got to run. Can you do Birkat Amazon together? Yes. 
I should say Zimun, right? Because there's still three over here. And you haven't got ten. Okay? If we're together, and as okay, right now we could break up we could break with a couple people, but we couldn't break four people. So what happens if the three of you are eating together, the three of you are eating together, and the five of you are eating together, whatever the case may be, and each of you say, you know, I gotta run. Can Fran and Millie join together with Brad, or if there's another group here, to create a third group? That became the question. So the question, therefore, is what happens with the other group? And can they create a new group? So what happened with the other group? If they've already done Zimun, no, they can't create a new group. They've already parach Zimun. They've already had that responsibility. They fulfilled it. You don't do it again. However, what happens if they hadn't? Can these three now join together? According to what the text says, they can. Okay? According to what the text says, they can. Okay? Because So, it, it, according to the way this is, the, the text seems to suggest that they can. Um, so, let's turn to the, page, the next page for a moment. So, if we read the top of the page in the Rashi again, below Amran. Okay, so this is now going to explain what it means of the groups being together and one of somebody leaves. Keep going. If they were four, okay, and one person left, you still have three. And those who left, they have to run back to work. Literally, they got to run back to work. The other guys are having a leisurely lunch. Before they have the other ones have finished their meal. What happens? Go ahead. The next one. The Zimun. Okay, in other words, before they left, they were already included in Zimun. Le'el, above. In other words, now they're ready. They've done it the, the, appropriately, those groups together in their own realm. But they were only here, there to say, okay, etc. In other words, they were part of a group, but now they're actually going to do, they responded, but now they're actually part of a new group. They do not do it. Why? You don't have to do it again. They were already part of the Zimun. You don't have to do it. Okay, so, finally, let's look down at Iyunim Azmun Alayhu Bedudaytaiktu. Okay, the difference of opinion of how to understand this. Let's figure out what they were. That they were talking about a groups of threes. This is when you when you when a person leaves and whether he's said Birkatama was part of the Zimun in that place, do they have it again or whatever the case may be. But those people sitting with him, he's got to run to the shoe. The other people haven't finished their food. Okay, 
Okay, the two of them have basically done they left in the middle they kind of, he answered but he didn't really do it and the Shlishi, the third one the comes together to create a Zimun in the two different groups in other words a larger one than three four or more those who were have joined the group left and the other groups said Amazon or did the Zimun without them the first one helps to say that they've done Zimun with them which we'll talk about in a moment okay okay thank you so that's become that's the the, the, the the concept here of three breaking apart if you're sitting with somebody you should do three okay it's even when you begin eating that's already the group what happens if you have three times three and somebody's got to leave well they may say oh we're finished already we'll do Brikata Mazon um, and then you say listen can you join us over here we just finished we got to run and before you know it everybody's doing it if you've done if you've already done the uh, the zimun once you don't have to do it again doesn't mean you have don't have to do Brikata Mazon remember we're only dealing with the zimun okay so w- whenever you know, whenever possible you try to bring people together but there are cases again. You run and it says it. Motzila shuk. You have another Israeli lunch. And he says, "Listen, I got to get back to work. It's getting late already." What happens then? And they're not finished eating. Then you can join with somebody else, even one from each of the groups, to form three to do zimun. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. It's all behind, it's all community, it's all community, and it's also a sense of what I would call communal spirituality, which is not common to, you know, popular either. In other words, you don't go off and, and meditate in the woods. You come together to bless God, and whenever possible, the more people, the better. And right. The more people, the better. You say you add Elokeinu at ten, even if you need two. Let's can you get a third to sit with us so we can at least Zuzi Moon. That were part of a chavura. Oh, I think it absolutely, absolutely. And remember again, going back to things we studied before, table fellowship was very important in those days. It was part of the Pharisaic tradition. So anything to do with tables where you could bless God becomes critical. Okay, we ne- we don't do grace before meals, but I understand it in terms of Christianity as as a sense of that. They don't do anything after the meal. Our big thing is after the meal, and we learned already in this section of Talmud uh, a few months ago what, that the the um, blessings beforehand were added later by the rabbis. Okay, but it was chalta v'savatu ve'rachta. Okay, and that's so you know when we say the invocation as such, it's not Jewish. I mean, there is no such thing as an invocation. Hamotzi. Okay, I always love to do. It. And now the rabbis do da hamotzi. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, not da hamotzi. You know. <laughs> It's just hamotzi, right? We all know what the hay is. Huh? Or the motzi, the motzi paper. You know, it's a, I'm an expert at that. Um, so, the invocation became in the Christian world. I've never seen it in Israel or anything like that. You know, you don't do that. And when you go to the real from these places, you don't have a public hamotzi, and you don't have a public prekadamazon. Everybody does it on their own, and the place is up for grabs. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's no public emotion. Everybody goes washes on their own, and everybody does mostly at their table. We do it as a way of calling people together, and you know, not everybody's going to do it. So I, I get it. It's not not a bad thing to do. Okay. But invocation. If I ask to do an invocation and have been for many years, I give it vartor. That I understand. Give it vartor at a meal. Perkavot says any meal that doesn't have a vartor is like an idol place of an idol worship. You know, that's fine. But oh Lord, our God. Etc. So you're right. The sense of community became important, and it still is important. And, and that is in uh, contradistinction to where America sees itself. And sitting in front of a screen, what is a community today? Is your friends on Facebook? The word friends. 
you know, statistics show that you don't form community that way. It's helpful, or can be helpful, but if that's all it is, not going to work. I think it's still the personal attachment that's the key. And Judaism, and we're fighting upstream on that one. In the next generation, for sure, we're fighting upstream. There's no doubt in my mind. And it's tough. So I stress community all the time, as you know. I think it's very important to keep communities together. And everybody says, well, I'll sit on my computer and create you know, my global community of people. That's a good aid. It's a compliment okay? to the personal. Yeah, but it's a compliment to the personal, absolutely. Even that second life now, which is virtual. Right. 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 No, no, look, they're, they're unbelievable benefit for, for, for somebody like me who doesn't have their grandchildren here to be able to virtually see them and talk to them is an unbelievable gift. Unbelievable gift in real time. Okay? But it doesn't compare to giving them a hug. Okay? That's the way it works. Okay? Same thing. When you, when you unfortunately lose somebody and, and you get an email from somebody or a phone call, it's very meaningful. Because they can't, but if they're there, Judaism talks about presence, showing up. Oh, yeah, I, I think you're right. Now, let me just give you a prelude to the next section because they can bring something from a totally different concept. So, we're now going to deal for at least three lines, not with brachot, but with tumantara, ritual impurity, which I know everybody loves to do. So, so and something becomes impure by coming into contact with someone who's impure or sometimes liquids that transfer it, etc. The, the, the comment here will be what happens if, if you can get ritual, give impur, ritual impurity to a vessel. Okay, so for instance, if you're impure coming into contact with a dead body and you sit on something, that place that you sat on becomes impure. Okay? The issues of women's and menstrual stuff applies a little bit too during that time. Okay? If you, so what happens if the entire, but, but the principle is the entire vessel must be there. What happens if you break apart the vessel? And that's why it's brought here. Does the ritual impurity still apply? Does it apply because at one point it applied and now you've break it, broken it apart? Does it apply because it originally applied, you broke it apart, and you put it back together? And that's why they bring this section. Okay, So it has nothing to do with, conceivably at all, with what we're talking about. But yet the concept is here, here a group, group came together, then broke apart. What is the responsibility of that first group and then the second part of it? So that becomes the association attaching itself to something that would normally get impurity. And I understand it's weird, but that's how, that's how the Talmud works in association in terms of a principle. It's got nothing to do with meals. It's got to do with the principle of a, something being together, having responsibility, and then it breaking apart. The, both. We're dealing with people. They're not going to bring the vessel and say, "Does that? Can you learn anything from this particular issue?" Okay, so now let's do the issue, and we'll come back, Jane, to, to see if we can figure it out. So now we go back to the Talmud. It says, "Amar Rava." Okay, so where Rava says, "Where do we get all of this up? Where do you, okay? Where do I say this?" in terms of the Mishnah, of the breaking apart and the coming together and all that. And he takes it from, or at least the Talmud takes it from, an odd place from Kalim, one of the most difficult of all tractates in, in Tohorot in the last section of purities, dealing with the concept of purity and impurity. Mita. Now, a Mita we normally see as a bed, but it's a couch. Okay? A three-section couch. Think of it that way. Put together. Okay, it forms one couch. They had sexual sofas. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. And they recline. Right. Right. <laughs> right. What happens? Half of it was stolen. Okay, you're moving. They break apart the sofa. And you get one section back. Or half of it got lost. 
a section that got lost. You moved, and they found two of the three sections of your sofa. Now, this is wonderful, okay? Or shechalku achin. Or, you know, I want that sofa from my from mom. No, I want that sofa from mom. So you break it in half. You break it in half, okay? Great start. But Shira, when she moved from New York to, um, I think it was New York to Baltimore, she had a, a favorite couch that she had. It was a leather couch. And, and she moved into a place where she couldn't get it through the door. And we had a picture of her... It's just a couch that she loved. It fell apart finally. Thank God she got rid of it. it with, 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 right near the door with the, the couch standing up and Shira going... <laughs> but leave it to Shira. She went online and found somebody who dissects couches and puts them back together. And that's what they did. All right. So they, went, they, dissect, they broke it apart in certain places. Got it through the door, put it back together. You couldn't tell whatsoever. That's why she had it until it fell apart. Because she was able to move it in. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Still use it? No, no. No, thank God she got rid of it finally. It was falling apart. You got to need it. You know, you got, you got married, thankfully. And, uh, I don't know whose couch they got now. I don't know if it's Bobby's couch or her couch. Or the new one. It's their couch. Like Sammy's jumping off. Um, so, but it was perfect. It was one of those great pictures of you know, daughter you go with her. <laughs> that she sent us. And thankfully it worked. So here, here was something they broke apart. Okay, so, th- now what you have to understand here is there's something that's missing, and that is, it was Tameh beforehand. It was impure. The whole vessel was impure, and now some of that vessel has been taken off. Lost, separated, okay, you fight and you fight, and you say, okay, I'll take half the couch, you take half the couch. Okay, I want mom's couch. No, I want mom's couch. All right, let's cut it in half or whatever. You take a section, I'll take a section. It was impure, and now they've separated it. The 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 halacha, the Mishnah says tihora. It is now pure because it's not a full vessel, and it was the full vessel that became impure. Automatically. Uh, well, no, it became impure under certain whatever conditions were, but it became automatically tahor because it wasn't the same thing. It's like, okay, okay, again, shinui, it, something changes. It, if you're, it, it, those of you who remember the, the, when the whole issue of, of kosher cheeses came up in gelatin, and was, Rabbi Isaac Klein wrote a very important shubah, which says that what was animal content had been so changed that it was davar chadash. It was a new thing and did not have to be considered to be fleshik. Okay, so therefore, long before you can get as many kosher cheeses as you can get today, it was, will you eat, you know, non-hechshered cheese? People used to invite us, to, when you read the seminary community, people, will you eat non-hechshered cheese? You follow the Klein Shuba. And same with gelatin. And the Klein Shuba says you can eat non-hechshered cheese. American, not, not, not outside America. It's a different okay? process. Different process. Because it was not anything that may have been gelatin would have been gone through a process which made it Davar Kadash. Okay, and I just read a halakhic statement in terms of the, um, you know, even even in gelatin, according to med, some of the orthodox people, Koskim were also went through such, even though made one time it comes, you can get it from seaweed, but you can also get it from calf bone, bones and everything, that it went through such a process that it became Devar Kadash. It was no longer of that thing. Think of anything kashered. Okay, you have a fleshic knife, and somehow you trafe it up. Once it's kashered, it it's not only kosher, but it can become milk. Okay? It, right? It becomes milk. It can be used anything. How do we know that, they're, that it actually has been transformed? And also with the Keeley... Well, it's not... It's, not tra- it's, it's this theory, you know. But also with the Keeley, this whole concept of what do you call it? Like if you split something and it changes its name... Then That's it's good. transformed. Well, again, it, it, right. If you, had, if you had a... Well, let's say the couch. But okay. it could still be a couch. Well, it may be now called a love seat. No, no, it may be called, you know, you know. So it has transformed. Yeah, it may be. I'm not saying, you know, I don't know if I'd call it a couch anymore. Thank you. So the couch would be all three sections together. You get one section. Would you still call that a couch? No, a chair, a couch, love seat, uh, you know, my mom's, uh, whatever. <laughs> you know how the case may be. Okay, remember, no class for the next three weeks. Okay, so... 
and you can figure out the mitah yourself. You're on your own. <laughs> but I think that's the way. Yeah, I was. Uh, piece of furniture and just call Shira. She'll tell you. <laughs> Look online. That was the great part of it. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what she looked under. Broken furniture. I don't know what you look at. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, no, it's true. It was one of those great stories. Though. And if you, took, if you tell her that I told you, she'll kill me. So. That's what she would say. Abahu. Hechziruha. Now, you got them all back together. You got the old couch back together. Everybody agreed. Shira's got her couch back together now. Is it was tame, it was pulled apart, and now it's put back together. Is it because it was put back together now in the same condition as it was earlier? You can at least understand, I mean, the concept, and that's why we're dealing with this. So, it now does not get tuma from the back from beforehand. It only gets tuma from now on. It's a new vessel. Okay, so Shira's couch. She had it in New York, and it was tummy. She brought it to Baltimore. They broke it apart. It's tahor, and she puts it down. She gets another chance to make it tummy again. Okay? You filthy made it a mess of it over there. You can make a mess of it again in Baltimore too. Amazing how much things in your life comes on you when you think of these things. And all of a sudden, whoa! This actually happened. You know, this actually happened. A priori, lehaba means from now on it's like a new vessel. If it gets impure, it gets impure. Lemafreya, retroactively, it's not. Meaning it's now a whole new vessel. What's that got to do with anything we've been talking about? You're now having a group. Now you're creating a new group. Right? Des, the fact that you said zimun here mean good enough, you already have to do it over here. So there is an association from this crazy thing of Shira's couch. Be when they break apart the, now the group saying uh, the uh, Zimun, what happens? Parach tumamina. Okay, when in this case, it's, it's, it, sorry, the fact that they broke it apart, the, the mitah, it's no longer tamay. And therefore, hachanami, Okay, the fact that they broke apart means you don't have the same concept of zimun that you had beforehand because it was done already. You said it and you don't have to go to another group and to do it again. Okay, it's from that point on if you create a new group and you start eating again, then you're now creating a new group under the same kind of conditions that you did in the past. So let's look at the Iyunim Hamitasha Nechalka. Hamitasha Nechalka. Achal mi sodot dinei hatum'a hu shekli shavur. Shekli shavur enam mekabel tum'a. One of the concepts of tum'a is that a broken vessel does not get tum'a. Umishukach mitashe shehitparka miyad bat... And therefore, once it was broken apart, the Tumah that was there is now gone. In the Inyaninu, the, 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 the real association, okay, the strong point, that literally means the concept here that is equivalent in both is. When they come back together, the mitah is as if there was no tuma whatsoever. And we can see that the fact that it was broken apart according to the halakha, it, they, they, they are now separate, they are not same sign of identity with the earlier group. What was Tamei broken apart is now new, now the group, Zimun broken apart, is now new. Okay, everybody now is seen on its own. So, what this is a, it's an odd thing to bring, Kleelis to say, from the point of view of content, but you can understand why they brought it from the point of view of um, 
of the of the the um, the greed that we're dealing with. And finally, I just want to finish off with one. Um, it, it's in the middle of Rashi. Of the it says It has the whole thing amita, and it says in the middle of that, but five lines down, it says v'shem zimun. I don't know if you, can, you see it. It said the mitad I don't want to do the first part because we've just done that. But it says v'shem zimun al yaday. Okay. Okay. Right. Barishonim aleim, and with regard to zimun, the fact that. Other that the beginning the group did zimun with them, even though they now formed they left right, right they left and formed another three, they don't have to do zimun again, right because they've already done it. It was tamei they've now created a new broke apart, done. But if they didn't do zimun. Then they have to do zimun. Even though they left. Okay? In other words, tuma. It breaks apart. It's a new thing. Zimun. And you're part of it. It breaks apart. You don't have to do it again. It's a new thing. But, zimun. And you don't do it. And you break apart. Then you have to do it. Okay, that's the association with the mitah of the categories, and what we're going to see is ein zimun lemafreya, which means there is no retroactivity. The fact that you were in a new group and they did it already, and you weren't part of it, sorry, doesn't count. You've got to be part of the group. So the mitah is brought as a concept of breaking apart and now coming together again. Is it considered something totally new? In which case. It had, tuma comes itself and zimun comes itself if it's necessary or you've done it already that's it and that's how it's used yes if you've done it already if you start a new group it's totally new and so what you did before I don't understand right so if you've done it, it, it but because you've been part of the group already in the first one you don't need to if they say, if they say to you uh, let's join and get together again and do Zimun. I already did it over here. I don't have to do it again. Okay? That's, that's the key. Because you've already basically finished your meal and somebody says, can you join with me over here because I, I need to run to the shuk. I need to get out of here. That the, becomes the issue. Okay? Not okay. I'll try again next time. <laughs> you got three weeks to worry about it. Learn about the mitah. And the next thing um, we're going to do is a little more wine. If you want to do some research on wine in ancient times, a great, it's a fascinating thing. And we're not going to bring it, sorry. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you. Be well. We'll see you in a few weeks. When you